Come on, Nick. What do you got for me? <laughs> I don't know if I've got one today. I was waiting to see who was going to start and see whether you hit me up with one or not. But come on. All right. Let me just. You've you got to go to the internet for your material. So I make my material up, listeners. I did Which is probably have... why it's so bad. No, mine's. But at least it's authentically me, Nick. Okay. What do you call a pile of cats? No idea. A meowton. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. So listeners, we actually have a guest for you today uh, and I'm hoping he's at least as funny, if not a lot funnier than Nick. Gosh, I hope he's much funny. <laughs> I don't think it'd be hard. Uh, we've set the bar pretty low. Uh, welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast, Julian Mather. Hey, thanks, uh, Nick. Thanks, was I'm shaking in my boots now with that. Uh, that you know, <laughs> I do I do bad joke, uh, bad da dad jokes, but you have really raised the bar on oh, that Nick, one. Nick. Nick takes it to Julian. a whole another level. <laughs> I do have some of my material donated for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to start as a guest on our show, Julian, is uh, get straight into us. Love it. Um, so, mates, we have a tradition here at Traders in Business. We don't do bio reads. Uh, we find them to be incredibly boring and uh, scripted. So we much prefer for our guests to give our listeners a bit of an insight into who they are. Obviously, people are listening to this going, no idea who this guy is. He's going to talk about some stuff that was in the description. Maybe they didn't even read the description. They're just listening to the next episode that popped up. So uh, I guess, who are you on the couch, in public? Maybe don't tell us the in private part, but uh, give our listeners some insight, Julian. Look, I'll give you the plotted thumbnail version uh, and I'll go back and I'll, I'll, I'll start at school because I did really well in school if you don't count learning. Right? And so, um, look, it was not great uh, and I became a chronic truant. I wagged so much of school uh, and I took myself to the State Library because I knew what I wanted to be in life. I wanted to be a photojournalist. So I went to the State Library in William Street in Brisbane and I read every book on photography, every book on photojournalism. And you know, sometimes the messages are written between the lines mm -hmm. and you've got to decipher that. What, what I learned was that if I wanted to be a photojournalist, it was not going to happen in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. And so I started a process of getting out of Brisbane and I saw an army recruiting poster on the side of a, of a bus shelter and it had these soldiers walking down through a pine forest and that's all I needed was the pine forest because they weren't eucalypt trees <laughs> it wasn't Australia so that that was my plan I joined the army and that's when the yelling started and it didn't stop for quite a while and they ended up putting me the, in the infantry I said I wanted to be a photojournalist and they said they didn't tell you that did they and so I wasn't really happy in there uh, I ended up being an army sniper uh, the reason for that was I got autonomy and I could go out and and uh, be by myself but I decided like looking through that narrow view of life through that narrow scope wasn't what I wanted I wanted a wider view I wanted to get back to being a photojournalist uh, I ended up working for ABC TV and uh, became a documentary cameraman was there for 
two and a half decades and wow. uh, went to some amazing places, but it was the people in front of the lens who really influenced my thinking. And I started to get these ideas. And so at the top of my game in as a cameraman, I walked away from television and I took a program into schools to help school kids. <laughs> it was a commercial failure because I knew <laughs> nothing, nothing about business. And after 18 months of pushing this, my TV career had sailed off into the distance and I was left basically with no money and I had to reinvent myself. So the hook that I used to get the kids' attention in the school program was magic because as a cameraman, I always carried a bit of magic in my camera vest because get this, apparently, People don't trust the media. <gasps> I, I know. So I found magic was a good way to build rapport with people, to get people laughing. So I used that basis uh, and rebuilt myself and became a professional magician. And I did that for five years. And that's where I learned about small business. Uh, when I was doing that, uh, I still wanted to get into schools. Uh, I did a, pro, a small program in schools. It was too much for the kids to learn and remember. So I started to put the videos online on YouTube and didn't mm. think much about it. I went back about six months later and I got a big shock. There were all these people watching and I ended up with a successful YouTube channel. It's still there. It's got 30 million views and 140,000 subscribers. And I went into the metrics because you can find out who's watching and who's listening and the you know, countries they come from. And I got a big surprise because I was mainly doing this for kids and there was a spike of males, 35 to 55 years old. And so I reached out to them. I said, who are you? What are you, what are you looking at this stuff for? And I said, you know, all our lives we've had this passion to want to do magic. We know how to do the tricks, but we don't know how to put a show together. And what you show is like the glue between all the tricks. So I said, look, if I build an online course that was called Build Your Magic Show, would you buy it? And they said, yes, so I did. And that was my start of building up the world's first online training academy for professional children's entertainers. Wow. And I uh, <laughs> built this up as a business. I sold it about three or four years ago, and that still runs out there. But that was so we taught people magic and juggling and, and balloons. But what we really taught them was transformation. We taught them to go from being stuck, I want to do something, to being unstuck over here. So that was the psychology and the mindset. And that's what I really liked and got involved in. So what I do now is that same psychology and mindset shift, I've stuck video on top of it because there's two things I know and that's video and transformation. And that's what I do. I work with people, whether you're a small business person, whether you're a tradie, whether you're a speaker, whether you're an author, whether you're a leader, people who know it's time to start showing up on video to improve your business. But the last thing in the world you want to do is actually get in front of the camera. What I do is help people do that. So it's a rather long-winded uh, explanation, but uh, that's it. It's an incredible awesome. life that you've had so far. <laughs> I, uh, I think I need a coffee after that yeah. uh, or a whiskey or both. But uh, I, I guess it's one of those weird human fears, it seems to be. Uh, you know, as, as a coach for nearly 15 years myself, 
trying to get um, small business people to get out and do networking and you know present their business better and speak to customers better it's akin to being on stage and it's it's one of those fears that we're apparently born with of uh, being on stage and you know people literally have physiological effects from just the yeah. thought of it uh, and I know I used to be very afraid of, of being on stage and, uh, and now the drugs really help with that. So I guess um, with video, it's a little bit like the idea of who's watching this, I think is almost worse than getting up in front of 30 people or 50 people on a stage because at least we can see them. But when I hold up my camera or my, or my um, smartphone, I don't know who's watching and it could be thousands or worse still, it could be just one person and they're going to say something nasty about me. How how do people sort of move from being addicted to watching other people's videos to having the, I don't know, is it courage? Like what do they need to be able to start to make yeah. that shift, Julian? Yeah, and that's, that's you frame that beautifully. You've hit so many points in there. So you're right. Video is worse than public speaking because public speaking, you've got to get up there and, you know, you might fail, you might fluff, you might say the wrong thing, people might laugh. Everything about that and video is true, plus you have to watch yourself back again. And that, <laughs> And that is the most painful thing. I mean, you know, if we could see everyone out, you know, who likes looking at themselves on video? Nobody puts their, their hand up. I'm the same. So yes, there are these physiological um, experiences that we go through, whether you're public speaking or whether you're doing video. But number one, you've got to understand that they are there for a reason and everybody experiences these same things. These are the things that saved us when we were cavemen back on the savannah roaming the plains and something was going to attack us that we went into fight or flight. And so those same uh, things that you experience when you get the sweaty palms, so that's your body starting to overheat and you know your palms start to cool down. When you get the shaking legs, that's your muscles tightening up. Are you gonna run or are you going to fight? You get elevated heartbeat and then you, you, um, you have to start sucking more oxygen in to oxygenate your blood. And therefore, and then your pupils dilate, which means you can't read your script, you know, because it, it, everything goes out of focus, you get acute hearing because you want to hear any rustling, you know, through the long grass over there and everything sounds louder and you hear your voice back. These are normal things that you have evolved with to save you, but um, we don't have saber toothed tigers going to attack us anymore. And, but you know, our bodies are so dumb in one sense. They go, well, what else is going to threaten us? Oh, people might laugh at us. And that triggers these experiences. So yes, if you get those, there's nothing wrong with you. All we have to do is give you a bit of exposure therapy, little bit by little bit, and you find that people don't laugh at you, people don't criticize you, people don't talk about the way you look or you sound, and you get over that. But what it really comes down to is you've got to have a belief that you've got something to say. And when it comes to being a small business person these days, there is no one better. There is no one more qualified than you to start helping your customers solve a problem. You know your customers, you know your area, you know the sort of people you work with. All they want when they wake up at two in the morning and they can't sleep and go, oh, I've got to get this 
path concreted and they start searching. They want answers at 2 a.m. in the morning. Who better than you in your, your, with your pair of concreted boots there and your sweaty brow getting up there and just going, yeah, okay, so this is what happens. You know, we come, we do the concreting, this is how we clean up. Simple videos like this where you're just being you work absolutely brilliantly. So what you've got to understand is there's the physical sensations you're going to get, but there's this belief that you do not have to apologize for wanting to help your customers. And if you say, if you can agree with that statement, you are just gonna, you, you are gonna get on video and you are gonna rock it. Because here's the thing, no one's doing this now. There's such a huge opportunity because everyone's thinking what you're thinking. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't look good enough. Oh, I haven't had the experience and everyone's not doing it. And if you are one of the early adopters with this, and it's crazy. I mean, this is like, you know, we all use Zoom, but believe me, this is still very, very early stages of using uh, video and business. There's such an opportunity for you out there now. I think you've highlighted it really well. It's the fear of, um, uh, there's a bunch of fears, right? I, I can stand in front of hundreds of people and talk, I have no problems. Um, the scariest thing I've ever done, hands down in my life, was appear on live television. It was it was freaking terrifying. You don't know what questions are coming. It's, it's really full on. And five minutes into the interview, you're quite relaxed and you can move through it. It's not as terrifying as you think it's going to be. But the, I think the biggest fear is around what we are saying and what we're talking about and not knowing if that's going to be of interest. And I think we, well, I know we hear time and time again from our um, tradies in business, they talk a lot about how, well, a client doesn't want to know what the wall looks like without the plasterboard on, or a client doesn't want to know what I do all day. They can't actually understand there's a great deal of value in first and foremost, seeing that transparency, which for me as a consumer, it's a big tick. I want to know that you're just as tidy behind the wall as you are on the outside of the wall or um, the trust and the likability of the people that I then get to know through video because there's no better way to get to know someone obviously other than in the flesh. Having that opportunity to learn their personality through video is fantastic. But I guess moving them to that point of believing in themselves and what they have to share can be super challenging. Are there some simple things you think that all business owners can start with sharing um, so they can start to move into that space of being on video? Yeah, and it's really straightforward. And you, and you all know this. Everyone listening to this podcast knows this. You just haven't realized it. What are those five, seven, ten things that when a customer, a, a, a client rings you up and makes an inquiry, what are those five, seven or ten questions that you have to answer over and over and over and you go, oh, not this question again. Those questions, right, are the ones you start making videos about. And you put, you make simple videos with just how you would answer and uh, you, you, uh, you know, uh, keep, keep them a little bit tighter, but don't change who you are, put these up on your website as a little learning center, like FAQ section. Here's five videos. So when someone rings you and they go, oh, I'm not sure, you go, hey, go to my website here, have a look at these five videos. They are gonna show you. They're not just gonna answer the questions. They're gonna show you exactly what your concerns are and 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 how I overcome them. And then, so come back to me. Um, look, I'll book a call in with you um, to, tomorrow. 
Um, so can you have a look at those tonight? Because I'd love to talk to you about this tomorrow once, once you've seen that. And the benefit for you is that now those people can go and educate themselves in their own time that's convenient to them. And then when you have the next conversation with them, they are pre-educated. And Nick, just what you said before, it's about they know, they now know you. And we do business with people we know, like, and trust. And this is one of the great powers of video in your business, because traditionally, people have to make a phone call, go on your website, make an inquiry, you know, email back and forth, a phone call, then eventually you'd go out and do a quote and they get to see you and a lot of the business is done on when they look at you and go hmm do I trust this person can I do business with you video brings that face-to-face -face meeting back to the start of the conversation mm. and it's shortened sales cycles this this look there is so much you could be doing the video right now <laughs> Julian <laughs> I'm watching you speak and uh, for those listening to this, uh, we do record the videos. Uh, we don't yet have a YouTube channel, but after listening to Julian's figures, I'm thinking we should probably pull our fingers out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Julian is, is literally trying to climb down the webcam at me <laughs> and almost shake me by the shoulders, I feel, because it's like it, it is... It is something that those of us who have even just dabbled with video uh, as part of a sales process or, you know, I guess a marketing medium have seen how powerful it can be. And with so many of these things, listeners, it's about taking that first step mm. and and getting over that first hurdle. And as Nick said with her live TV experience, you know, it was it was terrifying um, but after five minutes you get into the flow of it and I feel like there's this critical mass point Julian with how many times I do something to when I start to feel like okay I got this do you see that happen with um, small business owners especially tradies of course given our listeners but is there like a not a magic number pardon the pun but is there like a critical mass point where if, once I've done five or 20 or I've been doing it for three months it starts to become a little more natural yep and yep definitely is so there and it surprises most people it's 10. so when i say 10 i mean it's not one like most people you got to do a couple of videos and you'll stumble <laughs> through it and feel really awkward but neither is it a hundred it's not like you just have to be doing this for years to get good at it all you need to do is get out there and make 10 videos. Now, when I say you know, around that figure is make them consistently. And so maybe go on online uh, and uh, do, you know, even just do Facebook lives, you know, on, 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 on your, um, uh, just your personal Facebook group. Mm. When, you, when you're working, just go out and tell them about, so that's an amazing house we've been working on, look at this. And when you get on there and you find that people don't criticize you, this mm. is the thing. We all have this fear that everyone's going to laugh at us, point the finger, give us dislikes and stuff. It's actually the opposite. Actually getting anybody to interact with you at all these days <laughs> is the harder <laughs> bit. The criticism doesn't come. And if it does come, it comes in very small measure. And think about this. Let's just say it came at 5%. And I use 5% because when I had that YouTube channel, I consistently had 5% of haters, people who could not stand the sound or the look of me. And as soon as I post, post, post a video, those 5% came within about the first couple of hours. Like they're waiting for me to post something. <laughs> but here's the thing, and it used to really affect me. I used to hate it. I used to like go to bed worrying and lose sleep over, oh, people don't like me. 
if that 5%, if you walked into a party and there were 20 people there and 19 of those people thought you were okay and one, you know, just didn't like the cut of your jib, you go, oh, it's not bad. That's not bad odds. Mm. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Yet we build it up to be this huge thing. Like, I'm not going to do it. It does hurt. I mean, I, <laughs> it does hurt. But here's the thing. I've been doing this now on this whole online thing for about 10 years now. Um, I have not like I've, I've never bled, never let, lost blood, never done anything. It, it, Until you came story, on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The story in my head is the one, you know, that, that, yeah. that was holding me back. Uh, there were a couple of points earlier I wanted to uh, cue back. I've forgotten what they are now. Uh, but okay. Nick said, yeah. again, I promise. Oh, <laughs> I, maybe I'll have uh, the opportunity there to jump in and say, you've mentioned Facebook Lives, you've mentioned YouTube, you've mentioned videos on your website. Is there a particular kind of video that you find is actually most relatable, more comfortable to start with, or um, maybe the, even the easiest to use as a starting point? Yeah, yeah, so treat so treat it as live. Um, one of the things, so just to give you, there's a thing called, which I call, this is my call, called legacy filmmaking. So how we all know a TV program or a movie to be made, you shoot it, you shoot in certain scenes, and then you go into the editing room and cut all those together in, in a certain way. We're all going, if you know the basics of that, um, that empowers you, that's great. But now in the last couple of years, and this has been highlighted by COVID, is live streaming technology. So think of it back like watching a live football broadcast. You know, there's, okay, we're gonna cut to camera one and now we go you know, down to Jono on the sideline and we go to the wide shot and it's all done live and you're literally someone there pushing a button. That technology is now available for your phone, for your home computer. It's cheap, it's easy, and it is now how I make 95% of my videos for my business. Because essentially what it means with a little bit of preparation, a little bit of thinking about what I'm going to say, maybe find a video, maybe make up a couple of graphics for it or something, very simple. If I'm making a two-minute video, I hit start and two minutes later when i'm finished live i hit end the video is made mm. for me there's no editing and then with if you do this on your phone or on your stuff you can actually send it like like to the world live at the push of a button so my recommendation for you is to do what i call con confessional videos well actually i don't call it they're called confessional videos which is you know i'm People who just, it's like me sitting here, it's like you guys just sitting in the middle of the frame. It's just you talking to someone in an authentic way, like you're in a confessional, you know, in, in a church and just start doing them. Don't, don't try to be tricky. Just uh, uh, get on there and tell your people. And you can start doing this with your friends, you know, in, in your general Facebook. You just start off, you know, hey guys. Um, you know, most of you, you know, you, you know me around the barbecue, you know me from the kids at school and stuff, but you know, you've never seen me at work. So I just wanted to spend uh, the next couple of weeks where, uh, you know, doing this interesting job just to show you around a couple of things, just for a few minutes, uh, just so, you know, yeah, you know what I do, you know, there you go. And start off in a video like that. 
make half a dozen of those and by the sixth one you go oh yeah i'm sort of getting a rhythm now mm. and then you're into it so that is the best way to start if you go back and go oh i'm going to try to make some good videos and that's the thing we go online and we see all you know because you know what it's like on youtube there's amazing looking videos on there but your customers don't want you for that <laughs> they yeah, don't right. want you to try to be clever and and entertain them they want you to solve their problems that's all all they want so um you know just get on there be authentic uh and and be honest and be vulnerable you know one thing that works really well so well on video is to be vulnerable and to go on and you know what what being vulnerable means i don't know everything mm -hmm. i'm not perfect and if you can say those words and it's so hard for us not to say those words why because we came out we all came out of the same education system this binary education system for 12 years we were told there's a right answer and a wrong answer and if you get the wrong answer we're going to reprocess you through the system until you get the right answer and we're all so scared of saying the wrong thing mm -hmm. and th that's what you were saying before nick that's what i want to cue back in is that you don't th there is no right or wrong answer you know your customers, just get in there and start helping them. It is such a sticking point for <laughs> our clients and our, our community. And I know it's not just our tradies and it's not just you listeners. This is a universal um, sticking point, I guess, for anybody really, apart from a few narcissists out there. Uh, and yet it's, it's such a fragile myth, you know, like it is, it is built on so much hot air this idea that there's a right way to do videos for business and i think sometimes there's that's perpetuated by by businesses and and you know so-called experts who say you have to do it this way and here's the magic formula to doing it and yet as you you put quite well julian it's it's just about being authentic and being vulnerable and it's something that you know for us here at traders in business doing the podcast it's more than seven years now uh, you know over 500 episodes and I think maybe two of the 500, the first two that I ever did, which were awful, had a script. And so ditch that idea because they sounded like crap. <laughs> and, and it's actually now a part of our, it's one of our values here at the podcast. We have people want us to follow a script and we actually go back to them and say, we don't do scripts. We don't do questions in advance. There's no preparing. We just like to have an authentic chat to our guests and share what comes up. And I, and I consistently read the feedback we get from people that that makes it listenable. Long-winded way of asking, is that the same for video? Is, is authentic video nowadays more watched than the cool stuff? Or does the cool stuff still have a place in particularly small business? Oh, definitely. I so said the cool stuff. I mean, let's say, okay, let's say Red Bull. All right, let's say Red Red Bull. You know, with the they just they are the uh, you know, Red Bull drink and all their action videos. They've now rather than just becoming a, uh, a like an energy drink company, they are now a media production company for big companies like Nike. They're, like mm. they did their videos so well. But we watch those videos when we don't want to think about something else, when we want to zone out. Mm. You can't compete with that. You cannot compete with Red Bull, right? You can have a bit of fun, muck around, but that's not what it's about. But when I'm awake at 2 a.m. in the morning with worrying about my concreting, worrying about my electricity, worrying about that, that's when you are going to win. 
And that's that, that you've got to think you're making a video for a particular purpose for a particular person at a particular time. And so I just want to keep this. This is stuck in, in the back of my head here. I want, I want to get it out. It's, what, it's something Nick said before. It ties in with this. Um, you might be listening to me now and what you were saying, Walk, I'm here and, and I, you, I, I'm like, I must have Italian in my blood. I talk in my hands. I'm all over the place. Um, you don't have you might be going oh yeah well he sounds all right but i'm not like him you don't have to be like me we all like different flavors of ice cream that's why you go down and they've got 52 different flavors down there because we all don't like the same thing there are people who can't stand me they seriously they cannot stand me it's okay i resonate with the people who resonate with me you in whatever way that you talk you deliver you might stand there with your arms crossed and shuffle your feet you know great if you i i know plenty of people like that and i love them i think they're fantastic so mm -hmm. don't get hung up by by this just go out and 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 be who you are always improving a little bit mm -hmm. along the way so if you start getting on video look around and go don't compare yourself but just learn from other people and go what do they do all right well how can i do that how oh they're keeping their eye contact with the lens the whole time oh maybe i could do that oh the camera seems to be at their eye level maybe i could do that oh they've got their camera it looks like on a tripod or resting against a wall they're not hand holding it and it's bouncing around maybe i could do that so we just incrementally improve but it's about getting on there. Julian, you've led me to another point I wanted to make. I wanted to talk about um, perfection. And uh, whilst I was thinking and you were talking, I was thinking about perfection in video. I think in movies, we've been trained to understand that there is an element of perfection right up until the Blair Witch Project came out. <laughs> it was all done on yeah. a camcorder. And for those listeners that are far too young to know what it is, please go and search it out. It's, it was brilliant. It was a huge change to the industry and the way things are shot. And since then we've seen, well, certainly from my point of view, we've seen a big change in the way video is used within film. And I guess that leads into the same sort of thing within what our tradies are doing. For me, perfection doesn't play a part in the conversation that we're having today because it leads to a distrust of a trade business, particularly in trades. What people want to see is exactly who you are authentically. And that means that the, ca the camera will bounce around. You won't always be making the eye contact that you were talking about a moment ago. Sometimes your, your audio will be great. Other times it won't be. Sometimes you'll be talking about your sandwich that you had for lunch or the crap that you've got on your hands and you really do want to eat lunch or the fork that you've made out of a piece of tin because you didn't bring one to work for the day. They're small things, but it, it actually creates some of that trust that perfection could take away. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, so let's let's talk about trust. It is the number one issue that you need to be thinking about if you're going on video for, for your business. So um, one, uh, you, it's not who you say you are anymore, it's who Google says you are. So if you put things online that work against people trusting you, that is the worst thing you can do because that is on the record now. So number one, if you're gonna make videos, if, if, if you're out there sort of goofing around on videos, and that's okay, but you wanna start thinking about what you're saying and, and what you're doing because that's, that's on the record. The second thing about trust is we are living in a time where we trust people more than big brands. So we're living in a time when governments have let us down, corporations have let us down, uh, uh, big business has let us down, churches have let us down. 
we don't trust big institutions like we used to. And the videos and the media that typically came out of them, so that, you know, let's say glossy video, it doesn't work like it used to, where we trust each other now. So, you know, when we want to get a, a recommendation for something, you ask your mate about the lawnmower and he go, oh yeah, mate, go down and buy this one. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done all the shopping. Oh, that's what we want. Oh, thank you. You saved me time. It's like going to a, a, a restaurant. We trust each other more than we trust brands now. So if you go and think that making a video that looks all, you know, glossy and nice and you're sort of standing off to the side, you know, I'm, you know, like I'm Dave Brisbane's best chippy or whatever, you know, like people are going, really? Don't think so, mate. You know, like it, it just <laughs> doesn't so. work like it used to, it used to work. We're, we're in a different time. But this is, and, and the blessing for all you out there is it's the easiest time ever now. Mm. to start using video because you have a smartphone in your hand how do i know that because i've seen you like i pay for tradies you guys have always got that thing stuck to you and it is an anti-invisibility device for your business it's the swiss army knife of business tools it's a pocket-sized tv station and you're just carrying it around and making you know doing quotes on it you can be doing so much more so you've got that start using that uh, and start to think those five, seven questions that people ask you, just start to think, oh, how can I make some videos about showing them? So, you know, one thing, okay, here's this just popped, popped into my mind. What I would love to have seen from some work we had done at the back of the house was we had trouble getting the little digger up there. So if you own a, a like a little piece of machinery, go and get the machinery down the side of the house with a tape measure and talk. So this is the machine, right? It's got to get down there. Let's run the tape measure out there. Look, it says 2.225 meters. So can you get your tape measure run out? 2.25. If you've got more than that, we can do it. Bingo. Like that is just so powerful <laughs> rather than uh, arming and erring on the phone and trying to explain it. People can see it. Another big rule with video these days is show, don't tell. So whenever you can show somebody what's happening, Right, that's the power of video. Don't tell them, show them in, in pictures. Doesn't have to be Steven Spielberg, just show them clearly. It's it's something that I've said to probably too many clients. Sorry to cut you off, Nick. <clears throat> um, exercising my supreme talent there at talking over the top of my co-host. <laughs> uh, is I'm sometimes a bit jealous of tradies and trade business owners because they have such a visual job, mm -hmm. such a visual product and, and even service compared to people like us who all we've really got is talk <laughs> and you know we use video with client testimonials and those sorts of things because obviously that gives people thinking about working with us an opportunity to watch somebody else talking about their results but it's still talk they can't show you their profit improvement or the extra time they're getting back yes we can do that with you know pictures of them on holiday and we we maliciously get photos and videos from our clients taking their holidays so we can share that but it's just, I find it's just so easy as a trade business and and all they have to do is, as you say, pull out that, that television camera. You know, you, you were probably from, you know, the old days where TV cameras were as big as a small car and took a team of people to drag them around and the battery lasted for three minutes. Uh, and nowadays we can shoot better quality video 
on this thing in our pocket that barely costs us 20 bucks. So, so let me just jump jump in on that. Uh, you can, you're, you're looking at me now on an iPhone 7. So I only exclusively use smartphones. So I've used all the best cameras in the world, all the best lenses, and the only cameras I own now are smartphones. I just happen to use iPhones, but I don't use the latest iPhone 13. This, this you're looking at is an iPhone 7. So that's like six years out, out of date. They are over-specced. Like, you know, they are, I am just so in love with what these, these tools can do. I get so excited about it. <laughs> Julian, I reckon I've got a bit of a curly one you can help our clients solve. And Warwick referenced it earlier. The, the power of video testimonial is incredible. And yet clients don't ever want to appear on video, much for all the same reasons that we've spoken about. However, they don't have an incentive to do so. So I wondered if you had some tips for our business owners to assist their clients get over that invisible mm. wall that feels like the Great Wall of China they have to climb over to leave a video testimonial. Yes, this is so easy. Right, so number one, I'm going to start from a client. I'm going to, as a customer, right? All right communicate with me will you stop making me chase you you like get follow me up and make me feel like i'm important here you do that i will get on video and i do this i there's all these tradies with videos of me on their website because i go listen the work's good the work speaks for itself but these guys are great to work with and that's why i recommend them so num number one just i mean work on your communication and you'll get people like just wanting to make these videos for you right so let's just say you wanted to go and do a testimonial video tomorrow so the the, the first thing you don't want to do is make your customer feel like a deer in the headlights so that's you're having a conversation you're going over the bill whatever whatever, whatever you're doing and then you go oh would you make a video testimonial for me now and they go <laughs> because they feel all those things that you feel when you get in front of the camera, they don't want to do it and you'll drag them in. And if you make them do it, it'll be awful. And you know, you look at it and you go, I don't even want to use that. It just looks terrible. So number one, let them know ahead of time that say, listen, tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to be there. I know you said that you were happy. Can I just come and shoot a, a quick video? And then you reassure them. People are worried make them feel safe and all you've got to say is that listen it's really easy i've done plenty of these even if you haven't lie just say i've done plenty <laughs> of these it takes about a minute and i guide you through it's really easy so then and they go oh right, okay and i still i still don't want to do it right okay uh, so then what you do is that uh, you, you you get them there and then easiest thing is for you to um so is you know, I was saying don't handhold before. This is actually one of the times you do want to handhold because mm. you don't want to make them feel like they have to, you know, stand in the right place and do the right thing. So just whip it out, go into selfie mode, go into horizontal uh, wide, you know, uh, landscape format, put the two of you there and just talk to the person. But what you want out of them is you want to ask them, what was, what was the problem you, you, you had and why was it worrying you? What did I do? that you didn't expect and now how is life for you now that I've, I've I've done this how do you feel now so that's all people want to know they want to know if they've got the same problem are you a safe bet and am I going to feel like those people feel right so they want the problem fixed but they want to feel good that's what we all want if we want to spend money so you do that 
And if that doesn't work, if the people just, ah, and they, you know, so sometimes they just don't work. In fact, I'd say nine out of 10 times, they just don't work. Then do this strategy. Say I'm going to start collecting videos, uh, uh, testimonials for the next year. And every job you go to, ask the people, do the same thing, set up side by side, or just, you know, point, the, you know, get them on the, the camera and ask them, what are three words? now that you would say describe my, my job just three words one word doesn't matter and just get them to say uh brilliant uh clean uh, uh professional whatever and so collect these as you go and if you end up with 20 or so of these then all you do is you go this is what people say about my work and you just bring them up going professional clean uh you know great on time these people just saying one word each and that is way more powerful and keeps people's attention so much better than somebody going well yes i decide looked in the yellow pages and blah, blah, you know <laughs> waffling on i love it that's a great tip even just the one word strategy is a great place to start because it is a, it's it's easy to edit that together now that's something even a techno-tard like me could actually do. Okay, so now we've just got on to the tech list. Let me jump in. If the one app I recommend for editing on uh, Android and iOS is CapCut, C-A-P-C-U-T. It's made by the people, uh, uh, ByteDance, who um, uh, own TikTok, and it's free. And I am astounded at the feature set on it. It, it costs you nothing. It's Ease of use is brilliant, but if you want to like dress things up and just have a little bit of fun, I warn you, once you go in there, you won't come out of the rabbit hole for a couple of days. <laughs> it's so good. And it's on your phone. It's free. And if you wanted to cut together, you know, like, you know, uh, those little uh, words of a testimonial, put a little bit of music under it, maybe put, you know, your phone number and stuff over the top, your website. Bingo. You, you could do that while you're sitting, waiting, you know, um, um, in, in the truck for someone else. That's great. Malou. Instead of watching other people's TikTok on the toilet, you can edit up your own videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look out, uh, listeners. I'm going to be the next Tradies in Business TikTok star now that we've found the magical app. I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in there. You mentioned TikTok. So TikTok, is it short? You know, we all think of it as Gen Zers all out there doing their dancing and stuff. It still is that. The fastest growing segment on TikTok is 35 to 55 year old. It's mm. maturing. So yeah. it is now going to become a business platform. And yeah. as all these Gen Zers move up, that that that's how they're going to want their information they're going to become customers so uh, don't discount it like this is all moving very 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 fast so you can have a little bit of fun with it and i do recommend that you actually just watch TikTok with a mindset of how are these people communicating because they can get a lot of information over in 50 you can do a 15 second video or a 60. it's really instructive to watch them and go wow Wow, that's what they've done. Maybe I maybe I could do something like that. Julian, we're struggling with reels. I've gotten really good at pointing to words that we put on the screen, but we're still struggling with reels. But I'm, I, perhaps we will look into the TikTok thing. You know, I 100% I, I agree with you. We've got to meet the people where they are. Yeah. I think our, our tradies need to meet their clients where they are. And it is overwhelmingly on video sources of content. We're seeing amazing changes at the moment with Instagram. That tells you everything. It's all. It's becoming very video based. It's not a static picture anymore. So it's time to really embrace this, whether we like it or not. It's not going away. 
Can I just jump in with another point there? Is that what is that we have become a culture addicted to convenience, and that we're we're all carrying these smart devices around. You don't need me to quote statistics. Just look around. You'll see that we're all on there. Why is video? the convenient way to consume information and it's when it's because text on a smart device is fiddly yeah. and you know you can type with your thumbs or if you're good at it, but it's just not a good way to run um, a, a business so video is simply by the physicality the convenient medium to communicate on these things that we are all addicted to mm-hmm. they're not going away anytime soon are they no and i, I was just going to going to jump back to that whole thing about you know don't write tiktok off because even though that started out as as sort of a gen z platform it does move with them and that's their platform of choice in time and i recall similar conversations being had about facebook when it first started it was you know it was for young people and uni students and that sort of stuff because that's where it was born and yet we saw rapidly over just five to ten years that Facebook became the middle-aged, um, you know, middle-class platform where you could reach your customers uh, because they grew up with Facebook. And so now Facebook is probably more of an old person's platform, to be honest, like me. Uh, and some of these new platforms coming out, it's easy to shun them or, or say that they're too hard. Uh, but look, even I've done a, a reel that got 5,000 views uh, just because I picked a cool song, the content was crap. It was um, the, the singing was out of sync. Uh, the content nobody was interested in, but I got a whole swag of views, and I beat Coxie in our reels challenge. So he really did. He owned me. He did. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. A singing a confessional. We had a lot of fun, and and I think that's the point here. I think once you you push past that fear and you get out of your own way and you give this a crack, it's actually a lot of fun. Video is not yeah. as complicated and challenging as you think it's going to be. It actually becomes fun. Make it actually, and the thing is, it actually becomes faster. Once you start realizing that, was saying, like I was saying before, where you press the start button and you do it in a sense live and press the stop button, it's actually faster than writing an email. Yeah. It's mm. actually, and there's so many the new technologies that are coming out. Um, where you can be on your desktop and you can do a screen recording with you of what's on your desktop. Maybe you're working through plans on something. Rather than ringing someone and trying to explain to them, you can just use one of these apps. They cost you $10 a month or you can get a free one and do a screen recording and talk people through what you're doing. Remember, show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get this, you can do this faster than you're going, ah. And like quoting, maybe you can just put your quote you know, up there on the screen and do a little video with you on there on the side and talk through the quote for the person. So rather than just sending it and, you know, customer looks at the quote and goes, oh, oh, I didn't think it was going to be that much. Is you can talk through and just explain through the quote for, for them. It, it's, mm. it, it is an essential business tool. And if you're thinking like, nah, look, it doesn't really uh, affect me. It does. Sorry mm. to tell you, we're all going to be using it. You may as well be one of the first ones using it rather than being one of the last ones dragged into using it. That's right. Aren't you lucky, listeners? You're going to see even more of Warwick. (laughs) Well, Julian, I'm sure we could spend another two hours talking about why all of our listeners need to get started with video or at least go back and do it again because a lot of people, I think, pick it up, do a few, and they don't get to the magic number of 10. Um, We love to share uh, resources or and and you shared, you know, there's an app out there that, that can help people out. 
Uh, is there some tools that people could look at? Do you have something uh, that they should go and check out? Uh, where do they find out more about you as well? Yeah, so look, the simplest thing is go to www.julianmather.com, J-U-L-I-A-N-M-A-T-H-E-R.com. It's like the one-stop shop. But when you're there, there's two things I want you to look at. And one is that I've got a, a new book called Press the Red Button. Uh, you serious, and it's a bit, press the red button, like the red button on your smartphone. Um, I took three years to write this book, and it's really quite thin. And that's why it took me three years, because... <laughs> Seriously, I took I took my ego out of it and all this other stuff I was going to put in like yeah, make me look good, yeah. it, make it hard for you. That is the I, I hand on my heart believe that is the best way for someone to start using video in their business. And but we also want community, so I've started the new Video Professionals Club. It's a Facebook group. Uh, you're welcome to uh, uh, apply if you're a small business owner. You can get in, and it's really it's a place for people who hate for professionals who hate video to learn to love video mm. and they until you just you know uh, like we we're saying before you know you start to really like this and realize it's not uh, as uh, problematic and awful as it once was it's not going to happen so it's giving you that community where you can come to love video like I do <laughs> I love it love it Julian love it. and look listeners the the uh, the worst thing that could happen is you make a few dodgy videos and one person laughs at you. The best thing that could happen is you catapult your business ahead of your competitors. You attract great staff. You grow even more confident in yourself and you absolutely crush it as a tradie in business. So I guess it's just down to picking which one uh, is going to be the most the most valuable to you. Uh, so definitely go check Julian's stuff out. We expect to see lots more listeners doing lots more video. Um, we're definitely going to be smashing our tradiepreneur clients up with this and uh, <laughs> creating another challenge or something. Hey, can I can I just jump? If anyone does make a video, if this has influenced you to make a video, I would love to see it. If you could just tag me in on mm -hmm. social or something, I'd just love to, and just say that you you heard it here, uh, and I'll comment on it because I'm, I'm seriously I want to see you out there and make this transformation. There you go, listeners. The challenge is set. Uh, Julian, thank you so much for your time, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of you on video, of course. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.